0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Love will be in the air by the time you all hear this episode. Hopefully, this will be out before Valentine's Day. And hopefully, instead of going out onto the lake in a rowboat with your honey, you will be inside listening to this episode about Alex and I's quote unquote favorite rom-coms. So I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing quote fingers there. In reality, we are novices to this genre. So we got an assist from friend of the show, Finley Meyer correct? That is correct. And are going to be talking about three of the most famous. Another no. quote. No. I don't oh, know. Lord. I would uh, maybe say those being The
1: Wedding Planner, Love Actually, and About Time. Absolutely. And we'll be starting with The Wedding Planner, to Love Actually, and then finishing up with About Time. These are three movies that I was discussing with my friend and roommate, Finley Meyer, about some of the more iconic rom-coms with About Time. Was the first one he suggested Love Actually is the iconic one. And then I thought the wedding planner would be a fun suggestion because, well, spoiler alert, it's not that good. It has in my and, it Matthew J-Lo, J-Lo so it and Matthew be McConaughey. It does have JLo. JLo and Matthew McConaughey. It has blonde Matthew McConaughey, no less. Ugh, but we'll get to that in a minute. The worst version of, course, of Matthew Thank you for that smooth intro, Dave. So now we'll get right into our movie news. Bit of a light week this week, but some things to discuss nonetheless. First and foremost, according to deadline, Dakota Johnson has reportedly been cast as Madame Webb in Sony's Madam Webb film, which begs the question, Davis, of why Sony has not given up. You're more of a Spider Man fan than I am. Are you familiar with Madame Webb yes, in any I way? Am familiar with you Madame look Web. very blank faced so, as if you're so not looking forward to who this. Who cares?
0: Film. I'm not gonna go who cares? They don't need to make a movie about Madame Webb. They're really just trying to milk as much money as they can before Marvel eventually buys them.
1: And I like Dakota Johnson. I do, but I'm not I don't familiar. think she's
0: playing Madame Web. But she's in it, unless she is playing. No, Madam she's cast
1: as Madam Web. Oh is goodness. the is the rumor? <laughs> okay. Again, this good is r- for you to I'm happy that you're getting work, but this is, this is a rumor from Deadline. So I don't want to see this movie. Understandable.
0: I don't want this to exist. Whoa. Venom is already pushing his luck with me.
1: But can you blame Senator? That they make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, they make a lot of money. Doesn't mean make them good.
1: Okay, that's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. Michael Bay um, movies make a lot of money.
0: That a- ambulance movie is probably going to make a butt ton. Whoa. Um, yeah. which it played in front of uh, you know, the ambulance trailer yes. with abdul Mateen yes. and Jake Gyllenhaal. It played in front of Jack A. I don't, still don't know if I can say it. Well, which well, I went well, to well, see.
1: we'll we'll get to our to, to our, s- our sources and we'll get back to you guys next week. We're allowed to pronounce that film in that way.
0: I had to sit through like the
1: ten minute trailer,
0: given the entire the whole plot, plot of, the movie. of the movie,
1: the whole plot There's of the no movie. no use in
0: watching it. But there, okay. Uh, before Jack A, there was two movies that looked pretty interesting. There was one with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum called like Lost
1: City. Yeah, that was that it was, actually looks pretty that like That was in the trailer for Spider-Man for me.
0: Okay. I didn't see that one for Spider-Man.
1: Oh, interesting. That one looked really fun. Ah, I, I, I mean, like, genuinely, like, I
0: think I would enjoy that. And then there was the A24 horror movie that looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there yeah. was another horror movie that also
1: looked good. But there was also, like,
0: another comedy that looked good. I don't know. A lot a- of good, a lot of a good movies coming out, apparently, there. for Davis
1: there. A lot of good movies coming out. But, yeah, Sony's apparently going to keep on milking, as you Ugh. said, Davis. We'll see how it goes, of course.
0: Can't wait for speaking- the- they're gonna make the- Maybe they'll come back around to the Aunt May Spy movie.
1: Oh, Lord. But speaking of milking a franchise- it has been announced that Kenobi will release on Disney Plus in May. I just rolled my eyes. I'm looking forward to it, but that's cuz I really like Ewan McGregor.
0: Well, Yeah, uh, I like Ewan McGregor and too. And Hayden
1: Christensen, and that's it.
0: Well, here's the thing is, all these all these Star Wars things are trying out to be our fan service. I feel like if you look back on them in 10 years through the lens of not being a Star Wars fan, you're going to be like, this really isn't that good. Did you
1: hear that guys through the lens? <laughs> oh. Oh, whoa, 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 um yeah, I, under I don't the hedge. Know. No, Over the hedge. No, hey, oh, good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You remember
0: know that scene in uh Over the Hedge where it's like basically Quicksilver before Quicksilver?
1: Yes. <laughs> he's he's he, he eating the cheese. What happens in it? Uh, he drinks an energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> he goes the crazy. Squirrel. Yeah, the squirrel. Uh, oh, good times, fun good times. Fun movie, good times. Uh, good childhood memory there. Um, yeah, so Kenobi releasing in May. I'm going to watch it though cuz that's great cuz I you know, I want to see that storyline carried out. But that's not because Disney's really enticing me. It's because ja- what if Jar Jar shows up? Think a about Sith that Sith Lord. <laughs> Jar Jar, you need to stop. You were my pal, Jar Jar. Eh, uh, maybe. I tolerated you. I, I'm, I'm like, I think Jar Jar could show up. Davis once Davis is right about the leaks one time in Spider Man No Home. I mean, now right he's about like, I got theories multiple times, theories for, for the days record. with Davis Carroll.
0: I just want to, like they got. I don't want to spoil Book of Boba Fett, so
1: Yeah, well let, let's not spoil that. Let's let let's let's keep the a j-a-wa on that from, for a while.
0: The Jawa from New New
1: Hope showed him Book of Boba Fett. It was a crazy scene. Whoa. Very crazy. Oh my gosh. Uh and speaking of more things on streaming services, the first trailer for Genius, that's right, spelled J E E N Dash Capital Y U H S, a three part Kanye West documentary on Netflix <laughs> has been released. The first part to premiere on February sixteenth. I mean, I'm sure he's I don't know much about Kanye, so I'm sure the life his life I know is a very good interesting. good about Con- it, so, it, is. And it seems like a well made docu- documentary. He is
0: bipolar as well. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I was familiar yeah, with it's that at least. Very interesting life. I think twenty years from now, maybe a biopic about
1: him, I bet could happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. But yeah, I mean the documentary itself looked interesting, so you know coming there, out. I'm not even a big Kanye fan, but
0: like I'm not either. There's a big I mean like I am, I'm a rap fan, so I like I mean I, I appreciate Kanye. Just never really got into him. Yeah. But like his trajectory and, like, how every album's changed and then, like, his mom died, kind of his fault. Not really. Whoa. Like, he, pay, like he paid for his mom to get plastic surgery and, like, go in there. She died in a car crash.
1: Oh, so, like, it's, so like, not... not Like, not, like not, he, it wasn't okay, his, not fault, his fault, but, but like, he, he, circumstances he, that led he up views it played, like that, like, okay, yes. yeah, I understand what you He made 808s eight and Heartbreaks and he made Don. It's... It's a whole thing. Okay, yeah, I understand. I mean, yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, it looked very good and well made based on the. And trailer I apologize, that
0: I saw. any Kanye, Kanye, if you're listening, don't don't post about me. I'm sorry. i oh, Lord. Trying to do do justice and any Kanye fans, feel free to correct me.
1: So there you go, and that's going to be coming out on February 16th. And another trailer, trailers galore. Davis first trailer for a is After Yang was released oh, about six days ago. It wasn't ago. a car crash. It was complications from the anesthesia. Oh dear. Yeah, something like oh, that. Oh dear. Um. So, first trailer for A Twenty Four is after Yang was released six days ago. The film stars Colin Farrell, Jodie Turner Smith, and Justin H. Min. Here's the synopsis officially listed: In a near future, a family reckons with questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. A Twenty Four films are always crazy. This one looks really, really good. I'm looking forward to this one myself. It's essentially about, as the synopsis says, uh, Colin Farrell and Jodie Turner Smith have bought an AI dr- like ro- drone robot to assist around the house as well as be a companion for their child. But then when he breaks down, interesting things take place. There are questions about opening him up and looking inside the system to see what goes on. One one line is, it's not unheard of that spyware has been put in some of these machines. There's that as well. I think it's going to be interesting. A24, they know what they're doing. They always deliver. They never have not delivered it
0: I'm point. glad to see A24 films start to be... Advertise before big budget ones. I
1: mean, if you make enough bangers back to back, it's kind of an inevitability. It's not even
0: A24's making them; they're just produce. They're giving them the money to make yeah, them, and then they exactly release them. If they, if you that's the support- big misconception about A24. Interesting, interesting. They just, they release them, but they, it's
1: all, they like. Well, they pick some good ones. Yeah. No, they, they know they what they're doing. They some good ones.
0: Like Brad Pitt also
1: does a lot of producing for like small indie films yeah, like that, yeah. which is really cool. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you produce and put your name on enough great movies like this back to back to oh, back. Oh, they have great reputation. Yes. Yeah, so they have like maybe three
0: not very good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And not I'm not even most. familiar with the, which those three are. To like be one of their, er, some of the early ones no, are considered right, not fair. as good, but you know, they were getting, they were getting off the ground.
1: Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And then last three bits of news here, speaking of Channing Tatum, Dave, You mentioned him earlier. Uh, He said he feels traumatized after his Gambit film (laughs) fell through. He says, quote, I haven't been able to see any Marvel movies. It was just too sad. This related to X-Men. Because for those who don't know, Gambit is a popular X-Men character. First seen on screen in X-Men Origins Wolverine with Taylor Kitsch portraying the character in that. I mean, I can't tell him how to feel on this. I'm surprised the words traumatized were used. I figured it was just, you know, (coughs) upset. Like, you know, Ryan Reynolds when he couldn't get Deadpool. Yeah. Like, you know. Ryan Reynolds was just mad about that. And hence why he re- released the trailer without Fox's consent in order to get, you know, more press for the movie. But I mean, I like Chain Tatum. I was kind of looking forward to a Gambit movie. I think Gambit's powers are fascinating. I really like it. Kinetic energy. Exactly. And the fact that he use that in cards. His pa-
0: no, his power is just throwing cards. And really? it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's the power he can load kinetic energy things he chooses cards.
1: Interesting. I did not know that actually. Yeah. This way just like I, he could like he could get my computer and throw I it. I like, figured that. as much hits the point, Hinch. Hence, excuse yeah. me. Hinch. The point of using the staff later in that fight with the Wolverine yeah. X-Men origins, though he starts with the cards. That's his. That's his like. Call, his calling card. Um, his gimmick mm. essentially. No. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I wonder if we'll see Gambit in the MCU, assuming that they, Marvel does. I choose, doubt it'll be Channing Tatum though. I, I doubt it as well. I don't know who they'll do. It'll be interesting though. But yeah, there's that uh, bit of news as well. And then moving on, Tom Holland has now. This is not. Normal news that we would present in the podcast. We don't do celebrity news. We do news involving movies, but this one's a bit of both. Tom Holland has purchased a house in the UK with Zendaya, apparently. Oop. The only reason I'm reporting this is because Tom Holland has said in a number of interviews a lot of confusing things, to be quite honest, about his decisions on being Spider-Man in the future. He's mentioned that maybe it might be... Uh, time to settle down and start a family," he said. I did see that. This I house has just, six bedrooms. I think he's right? trying
0: to get. He's just trying to get more money. Is the reason he keeps scaring Disney with all Interesting. I that.
1: wonder. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, then again, you know, it is. A, it is a grind to do Marvel. It is. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, that's that's just a little hint on what could possibly be done by Tom Holland. He said a lot, a bit of both. He seems very indecisive. Because some interviews, he says he's gonna be back. Other views, Amy Pascal says we're good. Then he says I don't know, man. So it's kind of going back and forth. I wonder where exactly it will go. And then lastly, a trailer was released for a Cheaper by the Dozen remake starring Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. Oh, I forgot about that. And Zach that film will, will premiere on Disney Plus on March 18th. I hate it. The trailer's bad, Davis. It's bad. And a lot of people are getting very critical as they do. They're talking about the fact that in this film, um, this is a very diverse family compared to Cheaper by the Dozen, the original film, which was not, admittedly. This film is very diverse, and people are getting angry about that, calling it forced diversity. I don't think it's forced diversity if you're remaking a film. I just think remaking this film is stupid in general. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it needed a remake. I think the original one is hilarious, by the way. I love Steve Martin. Steve Martin's great. I'm just saying this right now. Um, it just doesn't look good. Like, like diversity's not an issue in this. It's the fact that the movie itself doesn't look good, and it... It just seems unnecessary. It's not like it's such an original concept. Oh my gosh, big family, hee hee. Like, really? 90 Kids Accounting had that locked down. And then, of course, your brother doesn't as well. But, I like, I don't know. It just seems really, like, pointless.
0: That's like, Disney Plus,
1: but pe- but people are getting mad about the diversity, and I'm like, y'all, come on now. There's bigger things to worry about than that. We'll tear y'all up again. If we'll do you it want. again. We'll do it again. We have no mercy against people that hate diversity. Like, come on now, y'all. It ain't that big of a deal, and it certainly isn't in this movie. It's Good cheaper tip. by the dozen. It's not like they're, it's not like they characters that have been, you know, the same and established for 200 years. They were in two movies ever, and this is a different family. They just share the last name, of the Bakers. There's only 10 kids in this one, not 12. So again, maybe they have two during the movie. I'm I'm assuming it means because they're assuming the the mother and father count as the dozen, oh, but I'm like that's not how it a works. A baker's dozen? They mm. need one more for that. oh they would. Yeah, we'll know. see. Maybe maybe that's a plot plotline. I'm not gonna watch
0: this movie, so I'll not at straight. all.
1: I'm about to say I'll read the synopsis and let you guys know. March 18th when it release on Disney Plus. Now, quick news segment, Davis. There wasn't a lot to discuss, but it's time to get in to our rom com episodes. You know, Davis. When I was thinking about the intro for the show, I was hoping. Part of me was hoping you would intro it like a certain character from Psych did his uh. Love radio talk show. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no.
0: Player named Davis here to talk
1: you into. Oh, sorry. Whoa, we're getting calls right now. Getting getting too into it. Hello, hello. Getting too into it right there. Uh oh. Anyway, that's a reference to one of our favorite shows. I think the bike episode. Now that would be some good content. I'm not sure how we do that. The Psych movies, movies. yeah. Um, but yeah. So we are going to be talking about rom com movies. How How
0: does this flag make you feel, guys? I don't that's even not, remember that joke actually. I'm
1: that. sorry, I'm sorry. Um, we'll be talking about rom coms. That's right. It's Val- it's about to be Valentine's Day. By the time this episode releases, we'll be about three days away, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be a Valentine's Day themed episode for some rom coms. You want to go out to the acre, go out to the depot, take your take your guy, take your gal, or take the boys for, you know, a little trip. Forget that. Sit inside, watch one of these movies. Everybody at watch Two of these movies, don't watch the third one that we'll discuss. We're going to be talking about The Wedding Planner, Love Actually, and About Time. Three big popular rom-coms in 2001, 2003, and 2013. And Davis, we're going to be starting off first with The Wedding Planner. Mm. The first released of these three movies, and to be quite honest, the worst of <clears throat> these three movies. I'm going down the this list. This is, this. so when I think of rom-com... This is like the stereotype. Yes.
0: like Badly. So in Family Guy, the here's the obligatory Family Guy reference, there's like the... They make a joke about like the stereotypical thing. It's like, oh, the stuck up secret, the stu- the stuck up uh, businesswoman who has no fun in her life, and then like, and then she meets the guy, and then he changes her world.
1: But it's a little more explicit. The joke's a little more explicit. But, oh, I'd yeah. imagine so. But yeah, this is this is part of this episode is to dispel the uh, not myth, but the stereotype of rom coms. Not all rom coms are like the wedding planner. You can get about time, which is. Well, I don't gonna get to that. I don't think it's a rom-com personally. Well, it, it's it's, under, it's in the genre. The half. Point. It's half in the genre. It's in the genre. It's in the genre. As is Love Actually, I think is even higher quality than this movie. I think that one is a rom-com. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. But not every single one is like this: The Wedding Club. What's another rom-com? Is
0: Midnight in Paris a rom-com? I think it's just a rom. A drama? Rom-drom? Drum-rom. Mm, I like rom-drom better.
1: Rom-drom. Okay, rom-drom. Midnight in Paris is very good. I enjoy that one. That's what so I've heard. We'll have to watch someday and talk about it on the podcast. Uh, As own Wilson. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. 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 All it's, these, it's Ella
1: Fitzgerald, we're wow. N- we're not in cars anymore, mate. Salvador wow. Dali, wow. Okay, all right, anyway, anyway. Adrian Brody plays Salvador Dali. I heard, I heard. I think you've told me that before, Dave. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you're a big Adrian Brody fan wow. there. Anyway, okay, all right, all right. So The Wedding Planner, it stars Jennifer Lopez as Mary Fior, Matthew McConaughey as Steve Edison, Bridget Wilson, Sampras as Fran Donnelly, Justin Chambers as Massimo, Judy Greer as Penny Nicholson. Love Judy Greer, by the way. Spectacular, great in every movie. Alex Rocco as Salvatore Fiore, and then Fred Willard as Basil St. Mosley just shows up. I don't Who's know, Basil St. Mosley? In he's this? the dance instructor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I, I didn't. Oh expect- yeah, yeah. I do. What's he? What else is he in? Uh, he, Fred Willard. Oh, he's Fred Willard is the president in Wally. He's the CEO of By and Large. He's like, do not return to Earth. He's the- I haven't seen the movie so long. Oh, it's a great part. Great part. Um, yeah. So there is uh that and that is, the ca- that is the main cast. It is directed by Adam Shankman and written by Michael Ellis and Pamela Falk and composed by Mervyn Warren. The film released on January 26, 2001. It made $95 million on the- at the box office on a budget of $35 million, and it runs for an hour and 44 minutes. Davis, I'm not going to lie, I don't like this movie at all. Uh, I'll be My honest. critiques are harder than yours, I imagine. Yeah, so harsher. this I
0: mean. was the last movie I watched last night. Oh. Yeah, because oh. I watched About Time the other day. Loved it. Gonna Go ahead and spoil that. It was awesome. Yeah, it's a great movie. I watched Love Actually. Really enjoyed it. Really mm-hmm. fun. Had some good good jaunts, good laughs. And then I was like, okay, I got to watch this one. And I had homework to do at the same time. So I did my homework while I was kind of watching it. And then I also played a game while I was watching because I wasn't really keeping my attention. It, but it was also, I know exactly what happened in the movie. I didn't even have to look at it half the time. Yep. It's bad. Like, I, it was, you, most movies, like, me w- playing a game while doing it, it's detrimental, but I, I can tell you the plot. Like, I don't think – this could have been yeah. an audio book. So
1: let's summarize the plot in all of 20 seconds. So Jennifer Lawrence is the she wedding get, – She almost gets hit by sh- a dumpster. No, no, no. I'm, man, give me a second. We'll get to that. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. and Stop it. Um, so Jennifer <laughs> – yeah, Lo- I said Jennifer Lawrence. I mean Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson are in a rom-com coming out soon.
0: I know. I'll marry me. Yes, it's And looks the poster looks like they photoshopped the, – the, the poster looks really janky. Mm. It looks mm. like they stole Owen Wilson mm. from another movie poster he's on and pasted him
1: in. Interesting. There. We'll have to see that. I want to look, look it up at real that. quick. Uh, no, I don't want to look at right now. I'll look dude. it up. All right. Um, I guess we got to look it up right now. Um, um oh, here
0: it is. After we saw Jack A, I looked at this I was like this looks. Weird. Let me yeah. Let, let me
1: see it. Um, We're waiting up. while Davis is looking up, so why don't I summarize this movie? I'm trying to get Mary, Jennifer Lopez's character is a wedding planner, and one of the lines is she must be so romantic and she's not. She is not even dating anybody. She is not married. She organized these amazing wedding pl- weddings and then has a very boring life where she watched an antique road show, which I'm like, really that that's so funny. that's so tee boring. Like I'm just come on now.
0: Antique is pretty cool though. It looks horrible.
1: What the <laughs> heck is that? It looks <laughs> like they stole Owen Wilson from the Midnight in Paris poster. That's horrendous. That's horrendous. So the yeah, Marley and me essentially that's happening. And then Fran, Fran Donnelly of the very rich family Donnelly wants to come uh, and have Mary plan the plan her wedding, Fran's wedding. So that happens. Yeah. She organizes it. Then her Mary's f- walking and her foot gets stuck in like a in a sewer grate. I'm just then, saying. And then a dumpster runs her way and she can't get out because she house, has to save her shoe. I think she could have gotten her shoe out.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. Also, you could have just stepped out, let it roll past, and then just. Get your shoe
1: after. Absolutely. But. but the point is, she's freaking out. She's got to get her shoe, and the dumpster almost hits her, and then boom, Matthew McConaughey saves the day boom. and is like very, very close to her to check off her also, for breathing and her concussion. That like, was very close. Way too close. He's like up against my Hey.
0: He's laying on top he, of her.
1: He's literally on top of her, and he's like, Why can't you breathe? And she's like, Well, you're crushing uh, my windpipe. No. Um, it shows her get out of the shoe. So she thought that much through, but she's like,
0: no, I got a my my new
1: Gucci shoe. Yep. I got to go back. So terrible, so terrible. So then, then McConaughey is a pediatrician and he gives her the whole checkup at the hospital, and then they go on a date. Yeah, to a and movie. And the date's pretty great. Yeah, to watch a movie in a park. It's pretty great. Except he only eats the brown M and M's because he's convinced it has less food dye. Interesting. And I'm like, no, not interesting. Stupid. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice that part because I saw it at the end. I was like, okay, that's a reference
0: to a part I must have not seen. It was
1: horrible. It's terrible. Why does it play such a big part in the movie? It's bad. It's um, a metaphor? I guess. And then... Um, What's the metaphor? There's no metaphor there. I don't no know, I don't know. So then they go on a date, and the sparks fly, but then it starts to rain, and they go off. And then Mary meets Fran to plan the wedding, and who is there but Fran's he fiance, Steve. Go, don't, oh, don't. my gosh. And it's great. And then that basically is them going it's back like a and Hitchcock forth. Hitchcock movie. Back and forth they go, and meanwhile, Mary's father is trying to set up Mary with Massimo to finally get her married, so she's then, Italian in this as well. Yes. And Massimo is also played by a man from Illinois. <sighs> I thought it was just a... <laughs> I, the whole thing was like, oh, this is an
0: Italian guy.
1: And uh, and um, Mary's father is played by a man from Boston.
0: Austin. Awesome.
1: Yeah. What is Mary's last name? Uh, Fiori.
0: Okay. J-Lo and- doesn't really look Italian. No, because she's not. <laughs> no, I know she's
1: not. Because <laughs> She's not. Um, and also, she had like an accent in the beginning of the movie, but then it disappeared. That's J-Lo for you. I don't know, man. I like um, I like J-Lo. I like J-Lo too, but I I don't know. She's from New York. She, she is. Yes, I did know that. Castle um, Hill. So then it goes back and forth. They go a lot of, lot of tense wedding planning scenes where Mary and Steve keep fighting and then also Mary and Massimo. Mary, then she gives up on Steve and she decides to marry Massimo, but then that's when Steve decides with Fran... That he's not sure if they should get married. He's not sure if he loves Fran, which also leads to a horrendous scene where he's like, Are you sure we should get married, Fran? I'm like, Why are you putting it on her? Tell her that you don't want to get married and be done with it. Okay,
0: but she didn't want to marry him. Yeah,
1: but like, he should have been up front and said what he felt and said, He's like, What do you think, Fran? Okay, fair. What do you think? And his horrible blonde hair. I thought it was going
0: to, it does look terrible.
1: It looks awful. This was
0: in the era, A Time to Kill, he had the blonde hair too, I'm pretty sure.
1: It was more dirty blonde. Mm. I want to say it was dirty blonde. He
0: didn't have the... Cur- it wasn't curly either.
1: I want to say it was Dirty Blonde in A Time to Kill. Okay, no, he no. He does... He's No, it's not. There is
0: there is another movie I've seen where he is blonde. It is definitely Dirty Blonde. But he was like
1: nearly say, yeah. platinum blonde in another movie I saw. Okay, he, A looks, Time to he kill? looks blonde in some of the... In, like when the sun's up. Time, Time to, to Kill, kill? Move, phenomenal move, movie. Great movie, great movie, great movie. Um, anyway, so then... Yeah, and then... Mary says love is not a fairy tale, so she's going to marry Massimo, because Massimo's a decent guy, and then is she he, decides to not marry Massimo. He makes mac and cheese as a big meal. I agree. And then I would he marry and Steve meet in the park, and they finally share their romantic kiss. End of the movie. I, I hate this movie, Davis. I really do. I, can, I can't say it. I'm going to go down the list of my issues, number one. So number one, this, this guy, uh, Justin Chambers, uh, who, again, man from Illinois, plays Massimo. He literally plays Massimo like an Italian Forrest Gump. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. It makes a, it's a good easy meal, mac and cheese. Think about it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? It's not and even ladies, that he speaks broken English. It's just that he's supposed to be slow. Ladies and gentlemen, let me be clear on this right now. I don't. I'm not going to sit on my soapbox and talk about. How dare uh, two white guys play Italian characters? Because that's not even the big issue. The big issue along with that is the fact that they're terrible characters. Massimo. In the movie alone, we're, and we're, again, I, I do not think it should have been played by two white guys playing up caricatures of Italian men. That's ridiculous. But they're totally pumped up caricatures that are just not good. Their accents are horrible. The acting is not good. And it's just bad. I
0: think they also could have got just a actual...
1: Italian guy I know. That was I agree. I character. agree. I agree 100%. I'm just saying, along with that, they're also terrible characters. So they were written horribly, regardless. They were written as caricatures, is the problem. Cast whoever you want. They were written as drunk, as totally trumped what up characters. What year did ca- this characters. come out? 2001. Yeah. So that it's it's makes dated. Sense. It's makes dated. sense. I'm surprised you were getting super critical because the montages are dated like that Treasure Planet montage with the horrendous early 2000s oh. music. You may have to go back and watch it again.
0: I, I'm telling, like, it's most of it's blocked. I like know the big points, but like I, I watched it. It's a boring movie.
1: I'll say I'll give some it's pros. It's certainly a movie. The beginning of the film is not bad until she meets Matthew McConaughey. Her tr- her turn is the wedding planner, and there's a really big unbroken shot at the beginning, which is one single shot as she's the wedding planner running around. is actually pretty great. It ends with I'm the wedding planner, and the music drops no. like oh okay, that's actually kind of decent. Steller music plays, and um, this joke from Massimo. The last time I see you, you were scrawny and ugly, and your head was too big for your body. is kind of funny because he's just he's just stupid, but there's like a few again, jokes that were kind of funny. Like it's and that's like a the statue joke.
0: This, where Matthew's Matthew McConaughey's hands are on his junk, and then the guy's like, "Sir, your hand."
1: Yeah, that he's like, it subverted
0: my expectations. I thought it was gonna stick, but then he just it was stuck to his hand.
1: Yeah, that would I, I I'll admit, I'll admit funny. it's kind of funny. But the cons here are really big. Massimo and Salvatore just are terrible. They really are. And also, Steve says he took ballroom. Mary responds, "Oh, you're gay." That's like the th- that th- was there, crazy. There are I, three like, gay okay. jokes in this movie, and I'm like, that's not even that funny. Not to mention it's ballroom, by the way. Oh. And and this is not this age is kind of badly when. Uh, Fred Willard's character is Basil St. Mosley, and he's a very flamboyant, over-the-top character. Which it's kind of like, okay, really, y'all? Like it's ballroom. I took ballroom. I, we, Every, we, I everybody in my dancing. everybody in my grade took ballroom because it was like a requirement for something. It was weird. I could swing dance like a pro. I cannot, but I I know some steps. Um, I know some steps. We learned line. it in high school. But I can like, still do it. Yeah, like it's like it's like what? Like it was just what? I was like, okay, like it it just not funny to be quite honest. And then additionally, now this line. I got some pushback from this one from my friends who I watched with, including Finley, because he doesn't recognize this later. But Matthew McConaughey's character Steve says, "Maybe I was just being a guy, and the opportunity presented itself." Um, Davis, then mm. not not a fan of that line. No, I'm not. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a that's a not a, not a not so great line. And again, Steve recognized it wasn't it wasn't a good thing to say. But like, there should have been a bit more pushback from J Lo on that one. I'm just saying. Ah. Not ideal. This is certainly a two thousand one movie. It is. And he also then he goes to Mary and he tries to, you know, profess his love for her and says, I know the curves of your face. I know every fleck of gold in your eyes. I know that that night at the park was the best time I ever had. He's engaged, by the way. Who are we rooting for in this movie? The engaged man uh, or the woman who wants to get with the engaged man.
0: I thought this movie I thought it was gonna subvert my expectations by like
1: both of them marrying
0: the other one. Like, I was like, oh, wow, they're actually doing something different. That's the, what we were hoping for. the stereotypical for. thing happened. Finley was hoping
1: for that because I think he – no, no. So I watched it with Megan as well because the, the reason I hated this movie initially, and this is a bit of a, a, bit of a tangent, but I want to tell this story because it's kind of funny. So myself and Sutton, we were invited over to our friend Megan and Riley's apartment to watch this movie last year, right? And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be fun. Let's watch a fun rom-com, right? They fell asleep 30 minutes in. Bruh. So Sutton and I are just sitting in silence watching this movie. Horrible experience on top of it being a bad movie. And then I watched it again and Megan had forgotten the ending. She she thought the ending was gonna be what you said, McConaughey marrying uh his I think it would have been fiance. better than Yeah, I get and I will say this the idea of leaving your fiance for another woman because you realize you aren't truly in love is not an unheard of concept and it's not the worst thing in the world. If you realize you're not in love, you should not just go through with it anyway. That that makes sense to me. That's not an unheard of concept. And again, you shouldn't just get married to get married at that point, right? We, like I think we agree with that. Yes. But the problem is this movie does not explore any of that at all. Actually, you know what, Alex? Will you marry me to get married to get married? No, Davis. Oh, uh, God. But ask me again when I'm 40. Okay. There we go. 50. Um, 50. Ah, okay, okay, fine. I've changed my mind. Ah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You changes mind. I don't mind. love you anymore. Um, But like... Wow. Was like, wow. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. Wow. No! Um, wow. Like, but it's not an unheard of concept. The movie explored upon it would have been more interesting. But the problem is the Massimo subplot totally like takes over hat the movie. He makes mac and cheese. He makes mac and cheese. And then again, at the end, Mary has this realization that love isn't a fairy tale, but then she it said is that a fairy tale. and then dips on Massimo and proves that love is a fairy tale. She's eating brown M&M's. I don't like this movie at all. I really don't. You know what? I don't like. Yeah, I, I was. I had my. I had three notes. But now on it. I'm reminding you of the negatives. Certainly not a good
0: movie, but it was, in quotes, entertaining. I can get why these are guilty pleasures, low stakes and easy watch. Exactly, which and I still agree with. It's that cheesy,
1: one. ridiculous rom com. You turn your brain you to off. To yeah. Eat the popcorn.
0: Yes, but I I still don't have to like. You don't. This one. You can talk the whole time to someone and still get
1: most of the big strokes of the plot. It's yeah, exactly. Which is what I did. I was literally taking notes with four other people in the room because we didn't have to pay attention. It was terrible. Um, yeah, like I just don't like it at all. I and I hate that it's what kind you of even a stereotype. Of um, I gave it a two.
0: Okay. I I really don't like it. I might give it a three or four, but if I actually paid attention the whole time, I'd probably drop. Because
1: like again, again, you know, there's those jokes that age poorly. Like it's just bad in my opinion. It's com- it's really is not good. It, and really it has isn't. blonde
0: Matthew McConaughey.
1: Ew. Yes, it doesn't. We we like Matthew McConaughey with our with his brown yes. hair. That's that's just reality on that I one. Hey, slick.
0: That's not how he
1: sounds. I in can't that do movie. it, Matthew McConaughey. I know he doesn't sound like that. I'm just. That's my work on it. I know he doesn't sound like that in that movie either. Say hey, there, slick, and it's like uh, that's that's worse that was, too. Yeah, mine was better. But Davis, speaking of rom-coms and speaking of love, we actually have another movie that we're gonna need to discuss. I
0: feel it in my fingers. Wait. I feel it in my Davis toes. stop it right now Davis Davis decided Christmas is whoa, whoa, all whoa, around whoa.
1: me All right all right
0: and so the
1: feeling Rose. Nope. I just had to get to the first. The all first right, all right, all right. That is, that is the song that dominates the film Love Actually that what, came You think out. I'm getting number one in Britain with that? No, that came oh. out in 2003, and bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. This cast is stacked, but I want to go through it so we know all the major players. I said, players while we were this. watching the movie, I said, this is like the Wes Anderson of British actors. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. So we got Alan Rickman as Harry, Emma Thompson as Karen, Hugh Grant as David the Prime Minister, Kira Knightley as Juliet, Colin Firth as Jamie, Lucia Moniz as Ar- Aurelia, Liam Neeson as Daniel, Thomas Brody Sangster, it was listed as Thomas Ferb. Sangster, as Sam and Ferb, Bill Nye as Billy Mack, Gregor Fisher as Joe, Martin McCutcheon as Natalie, Chiwetel Ejiofor as Peter. When he showed up, I was like, whoa, that guy! I didn't guy! know Chiwetel was going to be in it. Yo, that guy, love hey, that guy. Again, he's British. Love that guy. He's great. Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes as Mark. <laughs> I wish Carl! You Carl! Carl. <laughs> Carl! No, no. I'm just no, thinking of the no, memes. No. No, 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 no! Carl! No! Carl! <laughs> I predicted you were gonna do that. <laughs> I said Alex was gonna
0: say something about it.
1: that's Rick Ross! You know, we had we had a uh one of my cousins came and stayed with us for uh, Christmas one time, and he did half of this trip. He stayed in the character of Rick Grimes, and I'm not even kidding. It was hilarious. <laughs> Good times. Um, Laura Linney. Love Laura Linney as Sarah. Rodrigo Santoro as Carl. Chris Marshall as Colin. Heike McCatch as Mia. Martin Freeman as John. Joanna Page as Judy. Olivia Olson as Joanna and Billy Bob Thornton is the U.S. president. Oh, that well, I knew I
0: recognized him for somewhere. I said he kind of looked like Hugo Weaving. Ah, a no, little that's bit. B-
1: Billy Bob Thornton. Mr. America himself, Billy Bob Thornton.
0: The, the casting call for the extras in this movie must have been crazy because we kept seeing people in the background that looked like other famous people. I agree. Like when they were running through the airport, a guy that looked like Tiger Woods in the background. And
1: I'm not even done. We got Rowan Atkinson as Rufus, as written and directed Santa. by Richard Curtis. No, not Santa. Christmas Santa. No. R- Richard, Written and directed by Richard Curtis, also the writer and director of About Time. Oh, This man, this okay. man is known for a lot of things. He has beat written- it in my fingers. Uh, let, me, let me go ahead and look at this. He has written such films as Yesterday, and again, known for Love Actually. Yesterday, the, first... the, the, the Beatles yes. one? Yes. I like and, that one. And the first two Bridget Jones films, as well as Notting Hill, which was a very uh, famous one at the time. After I got out of Yesterday, film. I was like, that was a good movie, that I thought about it more. I was like,
0: that was not a good movie.
1: It, was, it wasn't bad. I haven't bad. seen it myself. So Love Actually was released in the U.S. on November 14th, 2003. It was released in the U.K. a week later on November 21st. It is a runtime of 136 minutes or 2 hours and 16 minutes. It made $246.8 million on a 40 to $45 million budget. Mind you, the wedding planner cost $35 million. How much did it make? It made $246 million. The wedding planner only made $95. rom coms do not tend to make that much money. Just they have a lot of rewatch value later. They on, do have a though. lot of rewatch value, but like their audience base to pay to go see the movie is kind of niche. Which that you know that makes sense. I would see Love Actually. And it also it like... all it also came out at Christmas time, so you know it was it was a rom com at a different time of year. But it is it is a Christmas movie. Maybe we'll have to talk about that on our next Christmas movie episode. Mm. Ah, F- and also fun fact: Rowan Atkinson. In stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Rowan Atkinson's character was originally planned to be a Christmas angel, according to DVD commentary, but that idea was scrapped towards the end. I of I think he production. still was because he let he was able to get Ferb through the TSA, or the the British TSA. He was, and again, you know, as Christmas angel, he's like Alan Rickman. Let me just distract you enough so Emma Thompson hopefully shows up and catches you in the act. Mm, you know what I mean? That's true. Um, and one thing, what? So we
0: imagine if Rowan Atkinson was just Mister Bean in this movie. He's
1: going. <laughs> That would have been Would have been good times. Uh, Finley's a huge Mr. Bean fan. By the way, for what it's worth, so since Finley could not be here, we'll talk about uh, his opinions. He did not like the wedding plan. He didn't dislike it as much as me. He also thought Love Actually was kind of meh because it's known as the all time classic. He was not I really liked fan. it. He's a big rom com fan this so He's seen it. He's seen them all. Okay. So we're we're, we're, we're new to the, to the genre Nottingham ourselves. Nottingham Hill. Was it called Notting Hill? Notting Hill. I don't know if he's seen that one yet. When um, Harry Met Sally. He, that's one of his favorites. Yes, he likes. He li- Or you've I, got mail. I think he's seen that one as well. Yeah. What's another one? Davis, we're gonna be your all night. in Seattle. I think he's seen that one as well. Yes. What's um, another one? But he 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 kind of liked it. He, Ghost. You know, I think he 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 doesn't like it so much because it's very much seen as the all time classic, and it's you know it it to him it's not that, but it is it is like the standard bearer for the genre in the 2000s. I think if you're showing neophytes of rom coms
0: like us. This is a good one to show. I would agree so. And I, I, would agree. I really enjoyed and it.
1: I re- Man, this cast is just so good, too. That's the one thing, you should know. B- Davis. M. Davis. I will come over there. Fingers. Davis, I will throw something. It's so, at it's you. so catchy. No, it's not. Is Jerry Maguire a rom com?
0: No. He's listed when I look the best rom com. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. Show
1: me the money! Show me the money! <laughs> that's going to break some people's ears. I apologize good. for that one. Um, but yeah, I really, really like Davis, what did you like about this movie? Why don't you talk about it a bit? Uh really? Was no, I have stuff. What's the what's the Jack Nicholson movie? Um Go oh, as, as good as, as it, gets. it gets. Yeah, that's another one. As good as it um, gets. Sorry, we struggled there. Davis, come on, talk about uh, a little action. what did you like? what did you dislike? I thought
0: it was really funny. There was some moments that were like really British, really weird. Like that prime minister's getting fired for all that. Imagine if like, our uh, we got a new young president, and the and the, the curtains come up at a play, and you see him making out with his sec or er, his secretary, former secretary, former. Oh, did she quit? Well, no, he he transferred her. Did you not watch the movie? I did. I just don't remember that part. Oh my goodness. Okay, former secretary. Then the question arises: Why did you transfer her? Because he
1: thought it was a bad idea. He, out out of office, right there. He's done. I would agree. Yeah, that's that that that's certainly if you want to go on on, logistically, that's a bit of a problem. That's definitely a bit of a problem. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I I just I really really liked the cast, and I really liked the fact that it the intro was great. I thought um, the quote at the beginning that of course teases the title "Love" actually because I think the let me let me go ahead and look at the quote yet again. It says. Talks about nine you'll o- find that love is actually all around. Invoking 9/11 and the Twin yeah. Towers was a bold strategy, personally, it but again, two years after So it's still pretty close. And you know, this film was probably done filming and done all of that before 2003, anyways. So only a year afterwards. So I mentioned the TSA
0: earlier, and I know this is set in Britain, but if this was set in America, and Liam Neeson's son ran through the TSA like that, he's done. <laughs> like. Gun is he's done, like out. You're probably correct. I know I am correct. He's not seeing his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know it's a movie. Catch my drift. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. I like how it tied in with being at the airport again. I I I did like how
0: all the characters tied in together. Billy Mack kind of did because he was on the TV and he also was the reason that Ferb got to. I can't think of the kid's actual name. Ferb got to Thomas Brody Sangster. Yeah, with the character's name.
1: Uh also kid from Maze Runner. Yes, yes. Uh his is Sam. Yeah. I would agree that that I like how they did all connect. Yeah. I really like the beginning and the mo- in the opening monologue from Hugh Grant as well as like the getting a peek of every storyline, getting a bit of everything, seeing how people are connected. I will say this style of movie is kind of a tough one because, you know, you can't expand upon too many storylines. They have to be surface level, you know what I mean? Because you don't have more than 15 to 20 minutes per storyline. In the case of Martin Freeman's storyline, which was the craziest one ever, by the way. I was not expecting that. We're not going to talk about that, to be honest. But it's a little not safe for work, if I may say so. They're, they're um, adult actors. Yes, that's a, that's as fair a sentiment as there can be. Um, Yeah, that, like, you know, each of the storylines is going to suffer because of that. But I, lo- I did like how they connected them all. I really did. And I thought the cast was brilliant. You know, it wasn't just big-name people we know. They're all very talented actors. Liam Neeson's a very underrated actor, by the way. He's done, you know, those, I'm on a plane, I'm on a train, I'm in a car. <laughs> I will find you. You know, yeah, like, like he's done that, and that's what he's sort of known for, but, like, he was in Schindler's List. He should have know. won the Oscar
0: for Schindler's List.
1: That's a debate to be had at another no, day. No,
0: that, that's not a debate. That's he sh- That's just, like, one of the objectives.
1: Who won it that year? Uh, Tom Hanks in Philadelphia.
0: I still think he was better than Tom Hanks. A debate to be had. Another Tom Hanks, day. Of Philadelphia is phenomenal. We'll do a whole
1: episode on that. How about they, that? They should. They should have had a duel. Like you remember when co-VPs in the NBA? Yes, we'll do. We'll do a debate on that in a whole other episode. How about that? Okay. How about that? Because we're, we're keeping it romance, keeping it light. Sort of. Um. I was trying to take a spin on Schindler's List or Philadelphia, but that's yeah, unfortunate. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, but I really liked that. Emma Thompson, Bill Nighy, Thomas brody Sanctuary, and Liam Neeson are my standouts in this. I think. I think Emma Thompson has a brilliant scene when she figures out mm-hmm. that her husband gave she that. She goes G- upstairs and listens to the. Jo- yeah, jo- that, that was. I mean, she's great. Well, she, who what was the CD? Uh, it was a Joni Mitchell CD. Joni Mitchell. Okay. Uh, and that because she she thought she was so basically. I'm not gonna go through because the whole plot is gonna take me forever. Yeah. Because there's, there's seven so many different plots. Yeah. So in this one. Emma Thompson's character is married to Alan Rickman's character, and she believes he's buying him a jeweled necklace. Yes, Hans Gruber. Um, she believes he is buying her a necklace, a jeweled necklace, because she sees him looking for it at the store. But then he actually gives it to his secretary, and she, like, you know, she doesn't know what that means. She says that later in another brilliant scene. Emma Thompson,
0: awesome, by the way. Right after the prime minister was caught kissing his former former secretary.
1: Absolutely, a lot, a lot of drama to be had there. A lot of drama to be had. Also, Emma Thompson related or er, her character. Seemingly, or is related to the prime minister. They are brother and sister in and that d- one.
0: Didn't she talk to Liam Neeson's character early in the movie? So
1: that's, I'm going to get to that at the very end of okay. this, Davis, because there's actually a debate going around about that one. We'll talk about that in mo- No, 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 no. Okay. no I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Okay, okay. Um, it's, I think because it's, it's a good discussion to happen at the end, not because it's going to break up the whole thing. Um, yeah, I love how they connect all the stories. Laura Linney's storyline with her brother is excellent. Uh, how she pines after um, that, her co worker, for two years, she says, and then the moment her brother calls her, she's there. And oh, that scene, okay. that scene with her brother, where she, uh, where he swings at her, yeah. that was just very powerful scene, really. Laura Linney's awesome, by the way. For those of you that are listening, if you've not seen The Big C, it stars Laura Linney as a teacher who discovers she has cancer, and just the battle, the entire battle to the very end with that. It is one of the greatest shows that I've ever watched in my life. I recommend anybody who has the time to watch that mo- to watch that show. It's one of the best that I've seen. It really is. And she's great. Laura Lindy's great, everything, just ever. She's also in Ozark. She's getting like her second almost big break now in Ozark as well. Uh, Yeah, I just, I really like how they connect all the storylines. I didn't have a problem with any particular storyline, except I felt that Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman, I'm going to call them by their character name. I'm sorry. Just with this many actors, it's hard to do that. I think it's better to call them by their actor names so people can picture them. With Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman, their storyline kind of ended incomplete. I like, regardless of if the necklace was just, you know, he couldn't decide, like, you shouldn't be giving a necklace to another secretary, especially when the secretary was very much, you know, <clears throat> coming on to the entire flirting, movie, flirting with him the whole time. It was more than flirting. It was, yeah, she was explicitly getting, letting it be known what she wanted. Yes, and she even did tell him at one point. So, like, there should be more to that. She, she you know, I mean, she deserves to smack him across the face rather than just walk off. But you know, I mean, I guess. But they get back together. In that's the end, that's right. I sort of, I guess, the point about this movie is that love is not as stereotypical. Love actually. Because, it's complicated. Yeah, because, yeah, it's complicated Boom. because the idea is, you know, he's talking at the opening monologue about seeing the airport, using the airport as a, uh, as a metaphor for love itself, of course. The idea is that it's not your stereotypical, and sometimes it looks differently. Sometimes it's a mother keeping the marriage together for her, the sake of her children. Sometimes that's a very common trope because it's a thing that happens in real life as well. And Emma Thompson executes it brilliantly. I, of course, was rooting for her to smack him because, come on now, man, don't be doing that. Let's not do that. With Rick Grimes and uh That's one of the issues with the film. What, I have what? a serious issue <laughs> with the gay misdirection. They like like Oh yeah, because she thinks he's gay. And they and like no, and the movie plays it up because the movie opens with them wearing matching suits at a wedding and you assume they're getting married. That's I funny. didn't put that together because I I knew so I have known I about known about the scene. Uh I know about the scene where with the he's, cards. Yeah, I know. So was I was like, okay, so I was like, okay, he's obviously not getting married to him because he's finding somebody else with the cards. But like, there's that. There's. I have a scene. When once watching we get them, to the scene
0: about the cards, I have some. I yeah. Have some yeah. Stuff. We'll,
1: we'll we'll handle that storyline right now. There's him watching them dance. There's Laura Linney asking him. There's the fact that Chotel Edguy says to be nice, and then he makes plans them to get lunch, and he's like, "All right, I guess." Then he just seems so disinterested and annoyed. I'm like, it's played up like that, and then the, the reveal. Okay. I'll say this. The reveal scene where we would learned Would you have that
0: preferred it that they were actually, or that he was in love with Chiwetel? No. I, 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 I would, think that would have been kind of okay, interesting.
1: I would have preferred It was 2003, so that's not going to happen. I would have happen, preferred consistency regardless. And the thing is, the scene when it's revealed when Kieran Knightley looks at the, very at the recording. Creepy. Very creepy. And it is creepy, but, I mean, both the actors do it very well. Yeah. That's the one thing, is this film is very well acted. Kieran Knightley's great, by the way. Natalie uh, Portman alike. Yes, yes, in uh, Phantom Menace. That is true and parts of the Caribbean. Parts of the Caribbean. Dun, 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 dun. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Do you feel No, that? stop, stop, stop it. Um, so there's that, uh, which, like, I don't know. I, I didn't like the misdirect, and then basically he reveals with that recording that he is clearly in love with Keira Knightley's character, and she just sort of Not a cool leaves. friend, he but leaves. kind of a cool
0: friend for not, trying to be a wedding for not trying to be a home wrecker.
1: True, true. I mean he but he, yeah, but then the ending, Davis, what do you think about this? This is the iconic scene, it's the scene.
0: Okay. With the with the cars, he's like, oh it's Carolers. What was he gonna do if Chiwetel came and answered the door? What if he also wanted to see the carolers? What was his plan there?
1: I don't really well, know
0: he, he's doing the cars and Chiquital goes, oh I want to see the Carolers I think and he that, walks I think up. the
1: joke was he know he knew his friends so well that he knew what their that the reaction would be. Cause then he turns up the TV to tone out the carolers. So I think that was kind of the get. Yeah, I guess. But uh, what else, Davis? About that. I just. Why did she kiss him? She thought. Give him a hug and call it a day. She thought
0: he hated her this entire time. It never, unless I didn't see it at least that it gave hint that she was interested in him in some way. Why do you kiss him?
1: Yeah. I, Andrew Lincoln did it great. I
0: think. I he, know. It, yeah, he, makes he, it a good scene. He said straight but.
1: up, and then you know he he went about his way, and he and he shows up at the end to show that he's still dealing with it. Which I but I agree, because again, you're married. Give him a hug That's and call today nice. or something. But I don't know about kissing the man. I'm just saying, like, and I get. The point is the message of love and how he feels, because that's the issue is love is different, because then we get to Billy Mack, Bill Nye's character, which is the star of the the movie, in my opinion, with that song that Davis was singing earlier. He's a rock star, an old 80s rock star trying to create a Christmas album and a Christmas record to get to number one. And the whole movie, he dunks on his manager and wants to be the celebrity, but then he realizes how close he and his manager are. And they do love each other just as good friends. Yeah, I like that. I love that. I do, too. I think it's great. I really do. The one story I don't like is the British guy going to America. That one was pretty weak. Just, it was. It was kind of funny. I laughed. It was funny how he's like what he assumed America would be like was exactly it. I do. No, nah, I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna. <laughs> do <you laughs> need, do we, t- need, do we need to t- mute the mics? If you want. What do we, is it is it are you worried it's not it's not allowed or what what's the turn turn off real quick.
0: Okay, we we went over it. <laughs> We've checked it with Alex. I do feel a little bad, but the girl that he brought back with him—that was the hottest, according to all her roommates. Not, sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel bad about saying that because, like, Davis Carroll. I'm, you know, I'm just objectifying them right here. But like, she objectively she's not. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: Objectively, yeah,
0: yeah. Dave, if you look at if you look at all the girls, and also her accent is really bad. It's obvious she's not from the south. And also, he went to Wisconsin and brought back four cowgirl or two cowgirls. Whatever. Good point. Good you can point. cut this out if you if you if you want to make me look good later. I think it's hilarious. Um Trust me. This a rare occurrence is when I go, What uh whatever. I'm moving on. You're moving
1: on, dude. I'm moving, moving on. on. Good on you for moving on, I guess. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I don't know. Um I thought that was also all the fat jokes about Natalie the assistant was so stupid. Did you catch this? Uh uh-uh. uh. There were a number of jokes about how fat Natalie was. I didn't hear those. Like, I mean, there it... were jokes about it's like, ah, you know, I mean, I don't think you'd wonder she's kind of fat. You seen those legs or whatever, and then like, and then at the end, Hugh Grant picks her up and he's like, "Man, you are chubby." That is and then, rude. And then her and then her family's nickname for her is Chubbly Natalie, and I'm like, "What? She's not even that is like so like mean." Like one, one fat jokes aren't even funny in my opinion. Number one, number two, she is not fat. Like you want to talk about it objectively, she isn't. Good take. She is not. Like she's not even close to the term overweight, right? Like that's the like the official term and the official scientific designation that there is about you know BMI and health and all that nonsense. She's not even close, and like all these jokes, man. I'm like what? Huh? Like it was just alarming to me because they made the first time. I was like, did I miss something? Yeah, it was just very odd because I didn't really. Did you? Did you so you didn't notice those jokes, Davis? Um, no, I didn't, honestly. Really? I feel like if I did, I'd have something to say about it. It was like, it was like, like, eyebrow raising, like, what? Like, it wasn't funny. And it kept, it, it consisted. And then, and then, um, when Colin Firth goes to marry his, uh, girl that, I have a problem with that, but I'll get to that story I in a second. I did think,
0: there was a joke when, like, she came, she came out of the car, like, when they first meet and he tries to speak italian to her cuz he doesn't know what portuguese sounds like and he says like a bunch of different languages and then the then he says molto bueno which is italian and spanish and then yeah. the woman's like uh that's spanish but it wasn't just it was i thought it was kind of humorous
1: i I'll, I'll say so it was it kind of dragged on too long in my opinion but yeah, when, fair. when colin firth goes to marry his girl he goes to the house and he finds the girl's sister her name is ariella as in the 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 woman that he's going after but he finds ariella's sister and her dad and then he says, "Can you take me to Ariel?" And they say, "Yeah." And then they're walking along. And then the dad, like, uh, the the sister is like talking to the dad, talking about what's going to happen. And then the dad just calls her Miss D- Miss Dunkin' Donuts 2003. And I'm like, "Why is this persisting?" Davis thinks fat jokes okay, are funny, no, I don't. But that one was took me so off guard with how just reading the subtitle Dunkin'
0: yeah, Donuts I was like, 2003. What
1: the world?
0: Yeah. But like, they make it. It did make me laugh because the fat joke was funny. It's just how not, I'm not going to say even creative. Just how. I, I was not expecting
1: that. They make a handful of jokes about Natalie and it's just very off-putting in my opinion because it's not one like it's just they aren't funny in my opinion. Again, it's not like the Dunkin Donuts ones, which is so out of left field. Like that that's almost kind of funny just cuz they the using the term Dunkin Donuts as a strange way of putting it. like these are like wow, have you seen those thighs or whatever. One person just says and I'm like
0: what? and also the president which, of the United States comes oh, on to Natalie in the movie. Yes, which we failed to mention. Which,
1: by the way, that reminds me, Davis. We did fail to mention that he's he's a, he's a bad dude. Um, and also more importantly, oh, but while we're talking, about, are you about to say something about the president? I was going to say something about about the fact that this this movie seems to be adding the current British government at the time because it is well known that during the Tony Blair, that the UK kind of just marched arm in arm with the US on a lot of issues. And that's like a heavy criticism of that administration because the, you know, George Bush said, I want to do this. And they kind of followed along. I don't know if this movie's that into the administration to make that comment, but it kind of seemed like it, in my opinion. Also, when he completely disses the
0: president because he came on to his crush, the prime minister that is, I feel like would people be cheering as much well, as they, they Well, they didn't know That'd that. would be a big scandal. They didn't know that. But still.
1: They didn't know that. I think they could figure that out. They could figure that out, but they, they didn't know that. It was out. behind closed doors.
0: Fair. Okay. That's fair.
1: And it's what a number of his his advisors Anna's were pushing him to do. And it was a very
0: big, quick heel turn. And it was what a bunch of his advisors were pushing okay. him to do. Okay, I'm okay with that then. And
1: additionally, one thing with the Colin Firth sto- excuse me, I got hit. Goodness, did, did I scare you? Evidently, do you yeah. No, yeah. stop. With the Colin Firth storyline, I don't like how the the bit of he says something in English and then Ariella says it in her language in Portuguese. Each other. And it, no, no, and not that they understand. They say the exact same thing to each other. He's like, maybe I'll give you a raise, and she's like, maybe I deserve a raise in her language. It's back and forth. I'm like. Like, it, the bit ran dry very quickly for me. But I, I don't, I, people are gonna, you know, some people discount the whole how could they fall in love? They couldn't speak. Hey, man, I'll yeah. buy into that. I, I, the, the love is of the blind. Movie, it, Love is also deaf. Evidently. Boom. Um, just change it. Like, 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 yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not wanna be super critical of that personally. Of course, some of the storylines feel underdeveloped, and therefore, that's a, cr- a, a critique I'll have. It's like how, like, I think the adult actor one was pretty underdeveloped. Yes. I would agree. However, that, that idea is, you know, in, in that industry, yeah, you rarely find somebody. But uh, that, yeah, that industry, I'm just saying. I, okay, so if you understand what
0: we're talking about, the first scene they do, like, yeah, I didn't realize that that's what the type of movie they were making. And then, like, she deroved. I was like, what? What's happening? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It- it's uh, it took me very much by surprise. This movie's this movie's rated no, The R. joke that he said he was a stand-in for Brad Pitt was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, that 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 was funny as well. I'll, I'll say that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, I liked this movie. I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked I, really I liked the music. I, the montages the, were not the, as good. I I that's one thing is I did not like montage in Wedding Planner, and these were kind of very quick montage to like get us to the next week. I don't know why they did that. But the last thing, Davis, of this debate, so Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson, right? So yeah. it is unclear who they are. So there's a bunch of like threads on whether or not this is the lost love story of Love Actually and whether or not they, is Emma Thompson should go get with Liam Neeson and mm. Ditch Alan Rickman. I thought they were brother and sister the way they communicated, but it seems like they're just friends. I thought they were just, they were good, just friends. good friends is how I saw exactly. it. Exactly, and that's where I was like, huh. Okay, so I, I didn't really know what to think. And then I Googled it, and I was like, okay, what is the relationship? And then that's what was said. So there is that. Um... Honestly, I would support it. Go ahead, Emma Thompson. Your, your man bought jewelry for another lady. So, um, True. you know what I mean? Do what you got to do, Is I'll say. That's, that's all I'll she, say about he that. He cheated on you. Like, well, it's, it's unconfirmed, technically. He bought her jewelry. Okay, that was yeah, cheating. Okay, I, I, I wasn't sure what designation you were using. I wasn't sure what you were applying there is why I, why I said that.
0: I agree with you. It feels like a secret Santa thing that's totally different. I, he I, went out of his way. I, I
1: agree with you, Davis. 300 bucks. Mm-mm. I agree with you, Davis. I just wasn't sure what, what if you were like, connecting dots based on him buying jewelry because that's what she asked she wasn't sure if the jewelry meant you know are you in love is it just jewelry is it jewelry and you know some other things yeah. you know they don't know 10-4 but man i i liked this movie it's not my favorite personally there's some there's some issues i have with it some storylines that i thought were thin i thought some scenes again jokes were overdone but overall davis i think it's a good rom-com it's really the standard it, bear yeah. it's the standard and this is the movie that's known for it. And again, it's got some great moments, and it's got some great, great acting, and some great, great scenes. Watch it for the Laura Linney and Emma Thompson plot lines. I'm just saying, because they're great. So now, Davis, it's about time to mm. move on to oh, about wow. time. Wow. You're also directed that by. The whole show? Our, yes, I was. Also directed. Actually, I just came up with on the spot, to be quite honest. <laughs> also directed, written, and directed by Richard Curtis, who just directed Love Actually. Ten years later, this film is about time it stars we'll go down the cast line Dom Tom Gleason as Tim Lank Richard McAdams as Mary Bill Nye again love this Bill is Nighy. a Bill Nye episode it is a Bill Nye episode as James Lake Tom Hollander who is in Pirates of the Caribbean as well as Harry Chapman Lindsay Duncan as Mary Lake Margot Robbie yeah as Charlotte Lydia Wilson is Kit Kat. that is Tim's sister and James and Mary's son Richard Court Cordery as Uncle Desmond, one of my favorite parts Wholesome of the movie. Wholesome character. Wholesome character. We love Uncle Desmond. And then Richard Griffiths as, law- as the lawyer in the play. This is the lawyer that Don Muglisten thought was going to forget his lines. And he, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. very well known for his role as Vernon Dursley in Harry Potter. He, yeah, actually, uh... he tragically passed away in 2003, and this is his last role, oh. actually. I did not know that. He passed it in 2003? 2013. Sorry, 13. Sorry, I messed up the dates. Thank you, David. I for was like, how that. in the world? <laughs> so he passed away in 2013, so this was his last official role. He uh, was good in it. I agree. I I agree. I I really love Richard Griffiths in One Harry Potter. He's great. But yes, that was his last feature. I wanted to include that. Again, this is written and directed by Richard Curtis, who is arguably one of the most successful rom-com screenwriters in the business, with Love Actually, Yesterday, and the first two Bridget Jones films, and music compiled by Nick Laird Klaus. I gotta say, the music itself is great, but also the soundtrack of the popular music used is really great as well. The Nick Cave song, also you got How Long Will I Love You, is a great song as well. Really great choices. So fun facts about this film, as I said, it released in September 4th of 2013. It ran for 2 hours and 3 minutes and it made 88.5 million dollars on a budget of 12 million. Again, the wedding planner cost 35 million dollars. Oh, 45. No, it cost 35. Okay. It made No, Love Actually is 45. Okay. Wedding planner cost 35 million dollars, which mind you ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to do a quick inflation calculator for that one, let's see how much money that would cost in today's money. Actually, it won't be that big. Never mind. I'm not, gonna I'm not gonna do Google that. Actually, so yeah, this is about time. If I may take a quick water break, Davis. Why don't you tell us a bit about this film and the plot? So in
0: this movie, it's a casual time travel movie, is how I've heard it described. Uh, it starts out uh, just really just a family happening, and then Bill Nye, the dad, talks to Dom Hall Gleason that he has a superpower. Not a superpower. He has a power where he can travel backwards in time. to only things he's lived through. Exactly.
1: Uh, That is specific. Yes. Yeah. And he, but he has to go into like a dark room to do it. Exactly. you got to go into a dark space, close your eyes, and you can go back to whatever time you're thinking of. Important notes at the beginning during the uh, monologue or that his exposition, which I think is great, he says about his father, he always seemed to have time on his hands and he was eternally available. Mm. Also a fun little detail when you walk in is the amount of books in his room. Yes. A, gra- a great detail, which that's the one thing I love about this movie is they do not hold out the twist. You know what I mean? Like the twist about like they do not hold out the time travel plot device till midway through the movie. They're like, Look, we're gonna be time traveling the whole movie. Here it is. I really like that myself. So then essentially the film and you said it's not a rom com, we can discuss that because it follows it follows Tim as he navigates life using the time travel in a bunch of different ways. First by trying to get with Charlotte that summer when he learns that, you know, even he learns his first big lesson that even time travel can't guarantee love. Mm-hmm. It cannot force something to happen that is not meant to be. And then he goes and works in the city and that's when he meets Rachel McAdams at a very fascinating the blind uh, restaurant that where was, you eat in the dark. I wonder if that was a real there. thing. I'd go there. I, I don't think it is a real thing. That's cool though. I, I like a fun concept, a really cool concept. Um and then he continues to use it and he uses he he has that per- near perfect first date with Mary there. And they hit it off, but then he learns that his roommate, Harry, his play went horribly because his main actor forgot the lines. So he uses his time travel to help Harry, help the actor, and it works out, but at the cost of losing Mary. And he realizes that he never actually met her technically in this timeline, so he doesn't have her number. But then he he tries to go and meet her again. It goes poorly a few times with the weird interaction at the art uh, exhibit. So Then that he, was, oh, he decides to get information on where to go for the party so a week crazy. earlier, so he goes to the party and meets Mary there, and they hit it off again, proving that, in fact, their love was destined and time travel was not forcing it as he had just talked about.
0: Yeah. I I liked that he, basically, I don't, he didn't mean to give up Mary, but he did it to go help a friend. But I like how he ended up with her, and it wasn't... So, when I had heard about this movie, I kind of knew the plot. I knew he wanted to end up with Rachel McAdams. I thought he was, like, going to keep going back in time and, like, manipulating Time travel,
1: manipulate it. Yeah, like, what I'd... he tried to do with, with uh, Charlotte, almost? Yeah, which I, I felt kind of weird about, but I'm glad he didn't do that. He just gave if... him a second try, essentially. Yeah. And, and, he, and he used some information he already had, but then, you know, when they're having dinner later that night after the party, it's, you know, it's fresh again. Yes. I agree with you, actually, 100%. I think that's one of the things that they certainly could have easily fallen into that gap of just trying to get your girl the whole time, but... The, f- the truth is, he gets married about 30 minutes into the movie, and then the movie's just about life. Yeah. It's, it's a message about so life. So that,
0: that, that's what had me... I wrote down one of the most stressed I have been watching a movie because I did not want them to break up. Like, I genuinely <laughs> I was they were so, so, great. so stressed Their chemistry something was, was going to am- happen. Their chemistry was amazing, by the way. So the reason I say it's not a rom-com, because they're together, stuff happens, and then at a certain point... It, like, it shifts tonally because like, there was so much left. I was like, okay, so either something happens with him and Mary. They're going to break up, which I did not want to happen because I thought they were so good together. Or something else happens, and that starts to happen with his sister going down a bad path, and he sets her up with Harry. But then his dad is sick is when it shifts. And that's why I say it's not a rom-com because I feel like the majority of the movie is like a family drama,
1: if you think, I would about agree. It. I would completely agree. It's about life. Yes, and it's
0: very, very sad. You
1: know, his his sister Kit Kat takes a takes a central role in part yes. of that storyline as well. And then we learned the great th- and the, he learns that he can't go back in time past, before his kid. He he can't change before the child has been born, or then the whole thing will, and the child will change. Yes, essentially is how is how, is how it's explained. Which then because he goes back in time to save Kit Kat from the car accident, and then go takes her back in time with her with him to sort of help reset her life, but he realized that changed. So then he he does, what many people were questioning why did he let her have the car crash? Because he knew that had to be the wake-up call that she had to realize. Yes. And I loved that. And that was a great scene. There's so many good scenes in this movie, which again, all the actors are brilliant. They really are. Da I Ma- think the best scene, or say your thing. Dalmau Gleason and Rachel Williams have excellent chemistry, and then of course Bill Nye, the oh, goat, He has king. the best scene in the movie. I know what scene you're talking about. You go ahead and take it away, Davis, because I could talk about this for hours. The
0: ping-pong table scene. By far, the best scene. I think you could also say when he talks to him in the study near the end of the movie, but I think the ping pong table is the best one.
1: I am not a crier when I watch movies. I don't cry. I've only cried watching I do. one movie. This one did make me cry because I had seen it before. Ah, yeah. Which I didn't mean to. Yeah. Like this,
0: the scene, yeah.
1: I, it did make me very sad, though. I have only ever officially cried watching one movie, and that was The Father. But then again, oh, how do you not? Goodness. The most painful experience of oh, my life. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to the episode you haven't already. When we talked about the Oscar Best Picture and Best Actor nominees, because Anthony Hopkins destroyed the world with that performance. Movies are one of the one things that really do make me cry. So I, I like I, a movie I, that I, 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 I appreciate. The movie that can make me tear. I up. do not. But when about when we watched About Time and that scene came with his oh. dad, like I was about as close to crying in movies I ever had been at that point. Like it was. I mean, you know, that's that that like and the thing is it it, it means something different to everybody. That was the one thing that we I had was fascinated. When I was talking to my friends, we each reacted differently because it all meant something different. Hmm. So, like, just oh and Dom Gleason was brilliant, Bill Nye was just The amazing- moment that Rachel McAdams wanted the third kid, meaning that he wouldn't be able th- to... No, the moment when you realize why Dom O'Gleeson sang yes. no, you're like, oh my goodness. It was like, so sad. Brutal. Ugh. And the Nick Cave song... Again, the soundtrack choices are excellent. Also, another thing I want to say, Davis, um, speaking of the soundtrack, this movie kind of mastered the montage. Because, like, when Wedding Planner, you feel the montage when they're there. Yes. And the same goes for Love Actually, but this one, not at all. Even, like, that tra- the woman there at the train station, they- it's showing... Uh, Tim and Mary sort of progress in their relationship and go to work each day. Didn't feel like a montage. It felt like each its own unique, funny scene. I loved it. Really, I really did. I thought the. Another good scene was when he told him to
0: like live every day like usual, and then go back and live them all again without worrying about without worrying about anything. That was a good montage. I agree. It was a double montage because it goes back to him again. Yeah, think
1: about it. That was excellent. That was really an excellent. And there's some good advice too. Like how about the scene on the day of the funeral when he goes to talk to his dad, but then you see he uses the time travel because he turns a corner and then comes back out not wearing the suit. Yes, because he goes because clearly his dad is at the at the the end of his rope. Well, actually, no, his dad is dead at that point. Yes, and. He says I'll be right back and then he goes to talk to him one last time and mm. talk to him again and again and again. Good so lord. What a movie. Great what, movie. Finley's favor- Finley says it's his favorite movie. I think that's very that's that's It's good. up there for me. Yeah. It's it's it, it is I mean it got you got that thing is, it got better on the second watch, which is rare. You have seen it two times? I've seen it twice. I saw it once last semester and I saw it again. Okay. Last. And most movies do not get better on second watch. They No, I saw it two year, uh, last year not last semester. Um in my opinion, most movies don't. They'll they tend to suffer from something. You know, you get a bit more critical eye. You're like, all right, I've already seen all this. The nostalgia's worn off. But this movie, the one the one critiques I'll have it, I'll say this. I think this the as much as I loved the cast and I love their performances, the characters are a little thin. It's you know it's it's Tim, it's Mary, it's James as Bill Nye, it's Mary and Kit Kat. Mary as Mary, his mom, and then Kit Kat. And after that, you know, Rory's kind of thin. Harry also is kind of a thin character. I understand it; it's only two hours and three minutes. It's focusing on Tim's travels. I get it. I love a movie with more characters. I personally just love a lot of characters in a movie. Like that's why I love the Lord of the Rings because there's a million of them, right? Yeah. But that—that's my one big, you know, one of my major issues. And again, the time travel is kind of confusing. The rules aren't explained very clearly, in my opinion. At in some instances, there's kind of confusing how how he can go back to stop himself from going to stop Kit Kat, and then going back to take Kit Kat back in time. How does that work? I don't know. I'm not gonna try to explain. It. It's
0: casual time travel. You're not really supposed to think about it too much. Fair
1: that that's it. one thing I will say is, is a plus is they don't try to. They yeah. acknowledge this movie's not about time travel. It's about the yeah, oddly what enough, along the, ti- the, way. The, the 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 title is about time, but it's really about you know about love, as yes. he as he says consistently. Love about, actually. Ah no, nope, my... stop. He actually sings that in about time. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He's lying. Davis is gaslighting. Fit it in my fingers. Davis is lying.
0: I feel it in my fingers.
1: Oh, you're not, you're not going to finish it now. Na- no, stop Christmas
0: it. Christmas is all around me.
1: Finish it, Davis. Finish I'm motioning it. to Alex right now. I'm not going to finish it. You finish
0: Enzo, it. And so the feeling
1: grows. Yeah. Um, that's terrible. Oh my gosh! You hit the microphone, Davis. Stop it! Oh my bad. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, this movie just excellent. There's so many great scenes. Um. The scene when he comes back and picks up his daughter and it's his son, that That freaks me out. Funny.
0: That was funny. Also, did you notice that he had three girls, so nobody's going to be able to time
1: travel after him? Whoa. I didn't notice that. I did not notice that at all. I did not notice that at all. That's good. Uh, Also, did you notice that when he wants to promote – Excuse me, proposed to Mary and he gets the old orchestra. It's the band that, that sang during fun. the montage. Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, this guy. That, that was really funny. I like that. And yeah, he, got, he made him leave. I was, yeah, that, that was. Like, you could just go. <laughs> You're
0: not you got, you got to get out of here. You don't need
1: it right now. That's so funny. Um, yeah, that was that was excellent. And I just, yeah, I think I really, yeah, I do have to commend it for the fact that they did not make it him using time travel to manipulate Mary. Like the fact is, like he didn't use any of it. And then she reveals that her car's back at the park or she drove and he said we're walking to my car just so he could walk her home. I kind of like that. Oh, so the scene when he goes into the house
0: and he tries it again, you mean? Multiple times. Three times. Did it perfect? Did game? he did it his stamina recoup afterwards each one? He would have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> like dead on the floor. No way. No way. The scene implies that it gets more and more intense. (laughs) Seeing how they end up in different places of the apartment. I don't think he's surviving. (laughs) Or he'd be so gassed he'd be like (sighs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: Mary. I need a and he passes out.
0: (laughs) If you get what I'm saying, it's pretty probably pretty funny, but I'm not going to go into too much detail. We're not going to
1: go into detail on that one. Uh, Chris our, and I had a lawyer, lot of issues. We were trying to figure out the logistics of that
0: scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it is he getting his energy back? Or is it like back
1: to back to back? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it, it was burned funny. burned a though. lot of calories. Funny scene, just though. just leave it at that. Funny scene, though. I'll say that. I'll say funny scene. It was pretty funny. Oh, also, uh, the wedding. I, oh, I got it, Davis. I was searching for favorite scenes because this was the first movie I watched. It was the, the last the toast? in my memory. No, the okay. whole wedding, the fact that he has this power of time travel, but he let the wedding play out. All the rain, all that stuff, and the fact that he let it happen. Yeah. I love that. But I, then I he think, then he did the toast. He made it. Okay, well, that 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 was... I I, I like know, that because his dad ended up doing it. It was a great exactly, one. Exactly, and his dad should have done it. And I, I will say, I, I was kind of um annoyed, though, because when Harry went to do the toast, Harry's intro line is like, when he told me I was going to be the best man, I was going to say, What are you paying me for this stuff? And I, I like, everybody laughed and like, nobody laughed. And he was like, I got to change it. I was like, That would have been a funny line. Like, if, Davis, eh, if I'm getting married and you're my best man and you go up and do this, piece, I was like, When Alex first told me about this, I wondered why. Like, I'd laugh. I just think it, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's my kind of humor, but. Okay. Maybe when when you make me your best man eventually. Davis, whoa, now. Well, you got to get a little tied up in this one now, Davis. <laughs> I'm going to do that joke. Or whoever job. becomes your best man. I'll make sure they do that All job. right, all right. We'll, I'm see, not gonna, we'll see what happens. you got to be flexible. Not this, I'm not getting married. These if movies are telling me oh. that love, love ain't real, bro. You know, I can actually time travel like that. Whoa. Yeah. Look at that. Never
0: changed anything. <laughs> what would you change if you could time travel like that?
1: Um, What would I change? I think I'd- This go, is an interesting discussion. Go back and do better on tests? Hmm. Is that cheating? I have a bunch of very sentimental answers that I'm not going to reveal. Oh yes, okay. Uh, I'm not. I didn't. I, I'm not planning on giving those either. I, I, okay, okay. I, I thought so. so. I'm talking about
0: like, like more minute like, m- my, my stuff. My yeah. Okay. Newt. Okay. Minute. There we go. Okay. So yeah. Um. Like oh, almost got into a car crash today.
1: Um. I don't Make sure know. That didn't happen. I don't know. I think. I think honestly, saving money. <laughs> okay. I sp- I've spent my money exorbitantly on things uh, that were ill advised. But you're
0: also didn't wasn't one of the rules. You're not supposed to, like bet. Or something. Oh, yeah, because
1: no, no, I don't think it was a I think it was just the fact that it won't get you, it'll be boring. That's fair. It'll get you nowhere. Hold up, I'm writing down the time on something. Let me see. Um, yeah, I thought that was the idea, but I don't know. Okay, maybe not that, but I don't know. I think it's more just, you know. I think I'd do the thing where you experience every day and then re experience. Yes, I, I, I would say so too. I, I think that's Pure definitely happiness, one thing. Secret I, think, to happiness. I, think, I think honestly, I would go and relive a part of high school just to plan out college better because, you know, you're like school, school, and then like like, you're so like, yeah. by the way, College applications are in a month, and I'm like, ah <laughs> literally, like the stress and agony that I felt was crazy. So, like stuff like that. Like, and then you know, just funny things, I think. Honestly, Davis, gonna get a listen to mental on you. Start this podcast earlier. Oh. There we go. Experience
0: one more last MACT live.
1: Bro, yes. The good, <laughs> the good stuff. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Or yeah. There you go. So I mean, yeah. But I was glad that he didn't use that for the wedding. And then, of course, Bill Nye's best man speech. This dude, this dude, he has, don't miss. Has he ever won an Oscar? I don't think he has. Actually, let me let me go ahead and look at his list of awards right now. See what we got on our man Bill Nye. Because he he, this man deserves the world. He's I, won Golden Globes, Teen Choice Awards, BAFTA. For Love Actually, he won a BAFTA. That's what it was. It was it was ba- it was BAFTA. Okay, I thought so. No Academy Awards. He's been nominated Shame. for three miniseries: The Girl in the Cafe, Gideon's Daughter, and Page Eight. And let's not forget, guys, he's part of the greatest digital effects we've ever seen in Davy Jones' entire Here death? we go again. Here we go again. But, Davis, any final thoughts on about time? I know our, our description was kind of thin, but just because you know. Feel nice and Mamma Mia? I think so. I haven't seen Mamma Mia. What? Mamma Mia is awesome. I'll say I, that. I enjoy Mamma Mia. Oh yeah, they go right go right ahead, Davis. That is well within your right here through the lens. Um, I just really, really enjoyed this movie. There was a lot of great, great scenes and great lines.
0: I don't think he's in Mamma Mia.
1: I mean, how about the scene when they go and do that run on the beach one last time, Davis?
0: Oh my goodness!
1: No, that that's the part.
0: Like him, the ping pong scene was awesome, but like when when he let him be when he was a kid again. Oh my goodness!
1: Yeah, I, I that was that was that was excellent. I will say also the dialogue is brilliant in this movie. Like specifically one scene that stands out to me is the first scene when Bill when Bill Nye speaks to Dal Gleason about time travel. There's like sort of this. It feels very casual. It feels like they're improvising. Like they're just talking, and like there's there's a specific line that he said. I can't remember what it is, but like. He just They just start making a joke and just start quipping in the middle of this discussion. It feels so natural. That's thats a credit to the actors and a credit to the writing. It's brilliant. It really is. It, it really, I think, makes this film stand out. And because there aren't a lot of cheesy lines. And I love uh, the fact that, you know, they also set the scene with the mothership, love. For me, it was all about love. That's, that's an, another great line as well, where it really sets the, sto- the, the tone of this film and exactly what we're going to be expecting. But you're right, Davis. It's not your traditional rom com, but that's why I like it more. Yes, I, I really, I personally, this one. I I think rom coms have a great potential to make you f- to 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 get a lot of emotion. You know, what I mean, you get those laughs, those crying, all that stuff. And then movie does that because it's about life. It's a comedy about life that has so many sad and tragic moments, but also so many heartfelt moments. It's excellent. I really, really think it's great. I'm I more just, of a rom drum guy. Callback. That was that was a good callback. That was a good I, I personally am as well, which just kind of feels like that. I know it just feels like a, a drum. Yeah. I like drums. Yeah. I, I I I agree I agree as well. And I think there's just so many great scenes that uh I just love the slow burn of all of it. And I just, yeah, it's an excellent, excellent movie. I really think anybody who likes rom coms and likes I know we said it's not like that, but anybody who likes romantic movies that are comedic, that have a lot of great heartfelt moments. This is the movie for you guys. It's stressful. And and it is, but it's because it's good. It's because it's good. It's because it's 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 written well, it's directed well. Overall, one of my favorite movies that I've seen in recent years. Davis, any final thoughts on this before we close out the show? Well, you
0: know, uh, not about this in particular, but throughout the show, we've been hinting at something upcoming. We have. Do you feel
1: that? Because, ladies and gentlemen, finally. And Bill Nye. After many, many Ep- many, many episodes. Years. By the way, this is our 40th Eons. episode, Davis. Oh, the one wow. we're doing right now. 40th episode. Let's go. Our 41st episode of Through the Lens. We will finally be talking about the Pirates of the Caribbean film, specifically the first three, because we will not be discussing in detail the fourth or fifth film, because I mean this with no disrespect, but I don't like them. I don't think they're part of the actual series. The first three films are starkly different compared to we're we'll talking about the first three parts of the Caribbean films. That's Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men's Chest, and Pirates of the Caribbean: At World's End. All written and directed, or all directed by Gore Verbinski, starring Johnny Depp and a host of others. Looking forward to it ne- next week, possibly with Jack Hart joining the show mm, yet again. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll see we, if we, we can wrangle him in.
0: That's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, dun, dun, with that, dun, 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 with that, dun, dun, dun. we wish you all a happy Valentine's Day. Hope you're, hope you're enjoying it in any way you know how. We know for some people out there, it's a little bit of a little bit of a tough day. But you know, pick a good movie, watch a good movie. Yeah. Gather the gang together, just time. enjoy it. Get some good candy. You know Maybe what I'm talking about.
0: Maybe if, if you feel so inclined, watch about time. Don't want to make a call to action. Yeah, you, you don't want
1: to do that. But you know, if you, if you want to watch that, watch that film. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, certainly a good one, I would say. You know, and, and find ways to enjoy that holiday. And again, happy Valentine's Day to all. And to to all all good good night. Thank you for joining us. This has been Through the Lens. We've discussed rom-com movies for the Valentine's Day-ish episode. We talked about The Wedding Planner, Love Actually, and About Time. One bad movie, one classic, and one movie that is a secret that not many people know about, but it's a great, great film and about time. We thank you for listening. You can follow us along at Through the Lens Weagle on Instagram for all updates on the podcast. That's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram. And you can follow at Weagle underscore AU on Instagram for all WEGL 91.1 FM updates. But again, I'm Alex Houston alongside Davis Carroll. We thank you for joining us, and we will see you all next week for the Pirates of the Caribbean episode.